the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Tell you, we're going to talk a lot about uh, some local stupidity. We've got it all. When you're talking about Illinois Democrat mafia, just pick a direction and you can see failures and foibles, corruption and scams, communists, Marxists, and the rest of it. But the way that I get ready before every show is that I scour all of the news outlets that I can. Right? So I log on to everything. And, and, and this has been an ongoing theme. And what we know is that the fear is what needs to be promoted. Fear, fear, fear. It always has to be fear. After all, with the scepter of fear, people collectively will do just about everything. Just take a look out your window. Realize that in a, in a, in a life that is finite, hundreds of millions, if not a billions worldwide, have decided to listen to frauds who know nothing as they told you to give up a year and a half. Give up a year and a half. And by the way, you're on pins and needles if you should give up any more. So on NBC News right now, CDC panel says, people shouldn't get the J&J vaccine if Pfizer and Moderna are available. Well, it's been out for a year, you stupid son of dogs. Out for a year. You tell us this now, moron? How many people did you scare into putting the experiment into their arm, and now you come out a year later? Oh, did you get the J&J? Oh, that's too bad. Too bad. You shouldn't have done that, especially, you know, if Pfizer or Moderna was available. Well, what about all the people that right now, you, four out of five states with spiking, spiking cases today, right now, are the most vaccinated states. What about that? Yeah, but, but here's the good news. It looks like they didn't go to the hospital. Well, the rates are the exact same in the non-vaccinated. Yeah, but that's not part of the narrative. Because if you should think for one minute that these imbeciles are guessing, maybe you'll stop listening. And in my opinion, that's exactly what you need to do. They do not know. We're a year into this and you have the audacity because you put it on breaking news. I'm supposed to what? Ignore the fact you've been guessing? You've been sending your propagandists out on every damn station? Your phony doctors? Like like Murphy on WGN, that Pinocchio-looking moron that he is? To tell us all, you wear your mask inside. The mask is a freaking diaper. It does nothing. It stops nothing. Shows people who's the idiot, as far as I'm concerned. They have no answers, nothing. Here's the good news. 99.5% survival rate in the man-made, and that's what they don't want you to talk about. This fracking thing was man-made and invested with the approval of the United States government. So to me, everybody affiliated, grab them by their collar and throw them out of the window. That's what I think should happen. But instead... 
We got pickle face Fauci. Hope he lets us get to get, get together on Christmas. Hope, I hope, I hope. And you say, how in the world could this happen? How in the world could so many of my fellow countrymen turn over their, their opinions, their decisions, their foundational principles to these corrupt idiots? And then, if that's not the capper of all cappers, I've got a, a female mayor dressed like a man in a little tiny costume. Riddled with a city that is a punchline in this country of corruption where aldermen weekly are under indictment or investigation. And that's from an FBI that favors them. They're still, it's so obvious, they still have to look at them. She comes out, she's going to tell you, you know, I've been thinking about it. And uh, kids out there, you're eating terrible. Those meals, those kids' meals, were, were reflexively being given, you know, really high caloric, very high sugary drinks, um, like uh, sodas um, that we would drink, like uh, um, um, uh, Slurpee-type uh, drinks. So, you know, what we want is to give kids healthy things. Water, starting, uh, milk, um, juice. I, I mean this. It's going to sound like I'm trying to be funny. Because it is, it is laughable. You have to be a moron to be a Democrat. A moron. Moron. Now, we've got the news clips. And as you look at the mag mile, as you look at the chaos through the sewer of Chicago, it's obviously occupied by tremendous amounts of morons and scumbags. But until we remove these dimwits from office, until you get adults in the room, people that say, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're now telling us J&J vaccine is not as safe as Pfizer and Moderna. Why are you telling me this now? What about the old people that have it in their arm? What about all the, the, the ramifications you've ignored? You've made fun of senators. You've made fun of congressmen. You've hired your social media Gestapo to strip away opinions that even discuss this. And now, now you come out and mirror what we were saying a year ago. And now I take you seriously. And this is the problem in this country. Is that you've put these people in office because they're women who dress like men in most occasions in Chicago. That's why you put them in there. Because they're connected. Because they're part of a mafia. And you know, I was, I was doing some research. This Pete Buttigieg is getting all of this control over infrastructure. All of it. He's getting all the control. That money's already getting printed up as we speak, getting funneled out. Now they're on to the next scam. And I do believe, unfortunately, they're going to make us look like, oh, we're going to hold it off. They're going to either jam it down our throat right before they all go home for the holidays or right when they come back, in my opinion. But in the meantime, I'm still aggravated about the nearly $2 trillion that Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg is in charge of. Where did Pete Buttigieg come from? When you, when you listen to the Senate, we play all the clips of Kennedy and Cruz and Lee and some other good senators and congresspeople. As they investigate these judges, as they investigate these bureaucrats, where do they all come from? This has been bothering me. Pete Buttigieg is the only son of a professor named Joseph Buttigieg. Joseph Buttigieg is all over the communist websites in America and worldwide. Joseph Buttigieg is a communist. That's who he is. His only son now is the most important political whore 
in charge of $2 trillion. How do you think this is going to end? I wanted you to hear something. In fact, I sent it to the lovely Misty Callahan. And when she was cutting the clip, she said, random guy. No, this is Joseph Budigig. This is Mayor Pete, who's good for nothing unless you get Merlot on your cashmere sweater. Now there, he's an expert. If I want to ask him plantation blinds, or do we want to go with a curtain, maybe something in a, in a, in a burgundy, then I ask Pete Buttigieg. But to put this corrupt son of a communist in charge of $2 trillion is only something the Democrat Marxist mafia would have done. Hello, uh, I'm Joseph Buttigieg. I am the president of the International Gramsci Society, and I am a professor of literature at the University of Notre Dame in the United States. I am delighted to be in Bogota to participate in the Seminario Gramsci. And I'd like to encourage you all to join us. I think you will find uh, a lot of things that are new in the sense that even if you know about Gramsci, you probably will not have heard about the many ways in which he is. Gramsci is an international organization to re-establish Marxism around the world. And the American Democrats, the never-Trumper scum, the pseudo-intellectual frauds slash libertarians all opened the door for this entire country to be governed by either first-generation communists or second. And that's the position we're in. I played for you Raskin. His father also a communist. But it does explain Congressman Raskin's multitude of lies. Yields back. The gentleman from Maryland is recognized. Mr. Speaker, hundreds of people have come forward to testify about the violent and dangerous events of January the 6th. It's just a handful. See, now this communist was on the witch hunt for January 6th and for Trump. He was on all the committees of impeachment. Pete Buttigieg, what was his, he was apoplectic when Trump was in office, as all of the Marxists were. Well, now they've managed to usurp this office, and now every bureaucracy is littered with these frauds. Every single one. And Patty Murray, Patty Murray, who looks like the Dutch boy from the paint can, Patty Murray's another Democrat mafia member. Patty Murray gave a speech today how to win votes and win supports among the welfare roaches that all they want to do is walk away from their kids and get their rent for free. Mary, thank you so much, and, and thank you to Senator Brown, uh, and thanks to all of the faith leaders who are here as well, and my colleague Senator Ryan. Thank you to everybody for your commitment to working families across our country and for your partnership in getting the Build Back Better plan across the finish line. For parents across the country, child care is unaffordable, it is unavailable, and it is absolutely essential. As any parent knows, you cannot go to work if you don't have any options to make sure your kids are taken care of. Yet, child Now, as somebody who was raised by a single parent, this is a joke. Not to mention everybody I knew was raised by working parents. Everybody, history didn't start now, but they're going to sell this. And the welfare roaches will turn their kids over because they want something for nothing and everything for free. The reality is in all of these bills, it's all built on lies. Now, I normally don't play Susan Collins, not just because I, I really preferred Ava Gardner over, uh, over Catherine Hepburn. However, even when a dummy's on a point, still a point.
So let's hear the dummy who follows Mitt Romney, as he's known as Jesus on the Next Planet. Sorry for covering up this beautiful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is truly incredible that the House Pass version of BBB would result in child care that is more expensive and less accessible. Chairman Burr has already, you're still chairman to me, uh, has already talked about the fact that studies have shown that the new mandates that would be imposed would increase the cost of child care by $13,000, making it... Now that's, although she's standing in front of a fan, just focus on what she actually said. This is the game. It's the game with health care. It's the game with infrastructure spending. Oh, you can get in on it. You just got to hire their labor extortion, mafia union, Democrat voting, Democrat contributing scum. No offense to the workers. I mean the hierarchy. Like Trumpka, luckily he's dead. Hopefully they corkscrewed him in the ground, a piece of garbage that he was. But this, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the scams. I'm tired of pretending this is something that is even palatable. It's not none of it. There's some really good news, though. So let's end with some good news before I take your calls. Here's the good news. Per the Washington Times, or I'm sorry, the Washington Examiner, excuse me, that $450,000 to illegal aliens, it looks like that's now. They've walked away from it. You know why they walked away from it? Because enough of you knew about it and talked about it and were outraged about it. So when I do this show, everybody goes, oh, you get me so aggravated. Good. Be aggravated. Because Pete Buttigieg isn't some benign guy who's in there because of his sexual proclivities and he's got the best interest in... No, he's in there because he's the son of a very renowned communist. Same reason Raskin's in there. Same reason you even know Barack Obama's name. Same reason. And if we don't know the specificity of deception and lies, they're going to continue to do it in these omnibus bills. There's a word you don't hear anymore. I know Omnicron. How come we don't talk about omnibus? I thought there was going to be no more, more omnibus. But see, they just talk about one little thing that they think society buys, and they hide all the communism in it. It's time that we know about it. It's time we discuss it. Or you're going to, whole country is going to be Chicago, Illinois. And before you know it, there's going to be a little something or other, dressed like the mentalist detective, telling you not to give your kids sugary drinks. 312 642 5600. All right, so from what you can uh, get from the CDC, I like to use their numbers. You get about 3 million deaths a year. Every year before COVID, the whole nine years. Got to remember how big the country is. 241,000 people a month die. Even those that don't live in dangerous Democrat sewers, that's just what we do. We die. Front page. CDC warns up to 16,000 people could die from new variant. The, the way in which this is being promoted is to distract you from the real scams that are happening as these people in very important bureaucracies, in very important positions, are handed money that, that, that five years ago you would have never thought of turning over $2 trillion in an infrastructure bill, and before you could print it up, you're on to another scam. Dan in Downers Grove. Sean, how are you? Good to talk to you again. You too. Hey, just a quick story. About four years ago, I took all my kids to Cuba. I wanted to show them what communism did to a beautiful country. 
couple quick stories about that. The guide who took us around for two days had a row house where his parents lived, four bedrooms, kitchen, bathrooms, everything else. It was divided into two. Two families had to live in that row house. Everything that they owned was basically uh, stolen but they had by the free government. Ch- they had free health care. They had free education. They had free child care. Didn't it look wonderful? Didn't it look wonderful it as they would have sold you those kids for $30 for an afternoon? Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. We walked down an alley where there had to be 100 condoms. I go, what's this? The guy was telling me that they pimped their daughters out for money for the tourists trying to get ahead in the country. They are dying to have capitalism. We are dying to go communist. What is wrong with this country? Dan, the best thing you did was show the generation next all the evils of it. Because that's what's going to save us. Because by that time, Pete Buttigieg and his communist cohorts will have a foothold that will make the one we're fighting right now look infinitesimal. Thank you very much, Dan. I did go long. Do I have to go to break or can I take Beth? What do you think there, Bunny? All right, I'll go to break. Beth, John, Al, Pete, hang on. If you want to be on the line, 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. I don't know, JT, still a little girly. Give Bunny the controls to the music. Freedom is about liberty, and liberty is about you pursuing your happiness. Now, most of us, most of us that walk on two feet want to do better next year than we did the previous year. We want to do better not just for ourselves. We want to do better for our friends and for our family, and we want to achieve something. Not everybody wants to be a welfare roach. So you go into business. You focus on work. That's why the attack is always on the working man, on the businessman. you got a bunch of Marxists in charge, corrupt buffoons, who've done nothing, none of them, none of them. What's the Gerald Salente expression? Born on third base, think they hit a home run. The closest you get to a businessman is some fat slob who inherited a ton of money in a trust fund. Ooh, he's a businessman. No, he's not. His mother just knew who to give a lap dance to. But for some of us, we have to focus on business. So I wanted to get you, Small Business of America Entrepreneur of the Year. His name is Clay Clark. He's also the host of the Thrive Time Show podcast and a member of the Forbes Business Coaching Council. Clay, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I am doing very well. I don't want anyone to hold hold it against me that I was a part of the Forbes Business Coaching Council. That was before we discovered that... uh, Forbes apparently doesn't like uh, unapologetic people that love American freedom. Yeah, and it's funny because, uh, you know, I'm, I, listen, I, I was an old commodity trader from the 80s. I, I had the opportunity yeah. to watch Steve Forbes. I, uh, you know, I respected his yeah. father. I, you know, I, I liked him. And it's really kind of shocking. But this is what America has become. It has become the corporatists versus the communists. And there's only that small little sliver of people who still want to believe in freedom and capitalism because the reality is corporatism pays, brother, and you know this. What have you seen over the last year as, as quietly um, America, and, and really at the hand of a Republican, managed to nationalize business through PPP loans after they shut them down? So nobody really knows how that's going to look. And I want to know what you think of the future in business. Well, let's talk about business for a second. To me, a business want to learn more about my thoughts on business. I'm, I'm sure most of your listeners don't, but if they do, they can go to uh, thrivetimeshow.com, thrivetimeshow.com, and you're going to see that you know, today I coach with 160 clients. I, I don't like to have more than 160 clients. 
And my clients, you know, bring in billions of dollars of gross revenue per year. And my average client grows by 104% was the number last year. You can see them all video. It's all documented video. You can see these people. And I say that to say I work with doctors, dentists, lawyers, all different industries. At the end of the day, a business exists. This is how I look at it. A business exists to provide a solution for a problem that the market has and in exchange for a profit that is reasonable for the owner. You know, so if you're out there and you make a good cookie that people want to eat, they go, that's a great cookie. I can get some phenomenal cookie. I'm willing to pay $4 for the cookie. Yay. And then the guy who invented the cookie, makes the cookie, scaled the cookie, made the bakery. He can make a great income as a result of providing a great flavor for the buyer. At the moment, the flavor gets weird. The consumer can say, you know what? I don't want to buy these weird cookies anymore. They, they taste weird. They used to taste great, but now they taste deep state. That's, that's how capitalism is supposed to work. But people that are not good at business, I like to call these people oftentimes desk jockeys, they like to say, well, since I'm not good at business, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it difficult for others to do business through monopolistic practices. So a good example of this would be like uh, the airline industry. So Southwest mm -hmm. Airlines was the only sustainably profitable major airline for years, right? And American Airlines didn't like that Southwest Airlines had a very fast turn. When they landed the plane and got the plane back up in the air, they did it very quickly, very efficiently. So American Airlines and Brandif Airlines and United and other airlines sought to make it difficult for Southwest Airlines to practice uh, the airline industry the way they saw fit. And then, you know, and that, that's what happens is, is big companies, that, American Airlines, I mean, someone should look up American Airlines and see the last time that these guys were consistently profitable, right? So companies like that, they can't be consistently profitable. So they have government intervention. They get government bailouts. They're too big to fail. And then everybody goes along with that narrative. And there you go. Now we have globalist companies like American Airlines competing against Southwest Airlines in an unfair way, surviving through government subsidies, a.k.a. taxpayer money. So right now, it's a war of small business and American individuality versus globalist, elitist, communist, godless companies that are subsidized through fiat currency and the printing of money that we don't have to give to companies that don't deserve it. So that what you've de what you've described though when you when you went through the American Airlines and the too big to fail and all the rest of it. Oh yeah. Those are the businesses that have a blank check that are underwritten yeah. by people who cannot even afford to buy their stock. They'll be taxed into oblivion. When you see the new policies and the new bills, the promises oh, yeah. of of extortion, of taxation, of manipulation and and control. What are you forecasting for the Biden years? Because after all, we have to survive this stupid son of a gun. And we have to position yeah, ourselves in the way to do it. So what do you think is the best angle to take? And then tell me a little bit yeah. about what your organization is planning and some functions you have coming up. Yeah. Well, what we're doing, the best angle to take right now is you need to focus on what you can control. That's always going to be the best angle. What can you control? So I encourage everybody to ask yourself from a branding perspective, I mean, how good does your website look? How good does your logo look? How good does your website, your marketing materials? From a sales perspective, are the, the people answering your phone doing a good job? Is your local restaurant providing the service that the big globalist company can't possibly compete with? Are you treating your employees with kindness? Are you making sure you're getting rid of waste and theft, these sort of things. So focus on what you can control. Now, there's a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. COVID-19, The Great Reset. The book is written by the nefarious Klaus Schwab, who has been yep. the founder of the World Economic Forum. He started that in the 70s, about the same time that America got off the gold standard. And Klaus Schwab has said openly that he sees a future where the world will own nothing, where individuals will own nothing and we will be happy. He wants to move to a socialist, Marxist, 
utopia in his perverse mind. And he actually released another document now called The Great Narrative. And Joe Biden is implementing the great narrative. So instead of hearing what I think was going to happen, everyone should pick up a copy of COVID-19, The Great Reset, which is a terrible, nefarious book. But that will tell you the plan of the globalists and elitists. And if you want to know what the Americans have, that would be called the Constitution. So we need to get back to the Constitution and be conservative about changing the Constitution that gave us our certain inalienable God-given rights. That established, the government was created to uphold our rights, not to take them away. So that's where we're at. We've got to get back to the Constitution, be conservative about that, or we have to uh, at least see what their plan is. And the plan they have called COVID-19, the Great Reset, or the Great Narrative, look it up on Google. It is absolutely disturbing. And I just encourage everybody, if you come out to one of our Reawaken America events, we're doing what General Flynn and I are doing, what Mike Lindell and I are doing, what all the people are doing, Dr. Zelenko, is we're bringing together small business doctors, small business lawyers, small business people that get it. They understand what made America great, and they refuse to give it up. And that's what the Reawaken America Tour is all about. And that's why we let people name their price. And you say, what? I don't imagine that the founding fathers were gathering together thinking about how can we make millions of dollars while trying to save the country that we just started. No, the founding fathers were willing to die for the country. And the kind of people that come to our Reawaken America tour events are people that are all in for the country, which again is why we let people name their price. So if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, I don't care if you pay $5. I don't care if you pay $50, but I will challenge you to find a better group of patriots than what we've assembled. And we let you name your price because we are going to bring this nation together and the remnant will save this nation god is not done with america yet i love this um in 2008 when they were um when it was the obama era i was lucky enough to know right from wrong and to be able to read and i recognized what barack obama was i had an idea at that time to only associate with people who were like-minded they didn't have to agree with me in lockstep but they had to be capitalists and i said wouldn't it be great if capitalists if capitalists had a union and this was my idea. I have to tell you another thing. After um, Joe Biden usurped the most powerful office in the land, I put a sign on. I have a little small retail business in Illinois. Put a sign on my door, Biden voters keep out. Now, people said, oh, what great marketing. I got to tell you something, Clay. It was not marketing at all. I just can't stand to be around Democrat roaches on any level. It actually turned out to be a wonderful business move. Do you still think there's an opportunity for capitalists and people who believe the way we do to simply say, now I don't want your money. Now I don't want you as a customer. I know it's an unusual approach, but I do think something no, that no, no. drastic this, this, could this help us. Big. This is big. Okay. It says in the Bible, for the love of money is the root of all evil. What talks about is money's not bad. Money's a tool. Money's a vehicle. But being it's obsessed exactly. with money at all costs, that's the problem. So anyway, we go back to this idea. I own a business, and if you go to thrivetimeshow.com, people reached out to me in January of 2020, and they said to me, how can you possibly, Clay, your show's been number one on iTunes out of every single podcast on iTunes. We've been number one six times. We're interviewing Wolfgang Puck, Damon John, John Maxwell, insert the name of the big, big name. And people said, how is it possible that you could hop on your show and explain that the models that said that 2.2 million Americans would die are false, that PCR tests are false, that COVID-19 is 100% treatable using hydroxychloroquine? How could you possibly say that? Are you going to have any listeners left? And my response on social media, by the way, before I got kicked off of LinkedIn and virtually every other kind of online entity, I posted, if you are a godless Marxist communist, defriend me now. And guess what? I only lost about 15% of our followers. I got a 
a bunch of bad reviews because negative people love to leave bad reviews, it turns out. But you know what happened? The American people rallied around my podcast, which had been number one multiple times on iTunes. And when we switched over to Rumble, if you go to rumble.com right now and you search for the Thrive Time Show, we had 183,000 people follow us over to an unknown platform called rumble.com. The American people can smell freedom. They can smell faith. They can smell patriotism. They can smell those who pray. They can smell the people that love this Constitution and love this nation. And they can smell the people, they, they understand the kind of people that don't apologize for being an American, that don't apologize for being the shining city on the hill. I don't apologize. I don't care if Europe doesn't like America. Have you yeah. been to Europe? Europe is a bunch of godless communists that chain smoke. Who are, there's no churches that are alive. There's no businesses that are alive. Everybody's woke and broke. I'll take America, and I don't mind America standing out as the shining city on the hill as God intended. I love it. I love it a lot. Thank you. I, I want to really thank you so much. Now, just one more time, because, you know, in case the people didn't hear, where can they go to see where you're going to be with your event and where they can listen? Yeah. Well, if you go to time2freeamerica.com, time2freeamerica.com, Sean Foyt, the praise and worship leader endorsed by President Donald J. Trump, he's coming to the Reawaken America tour. Eric Trump, who's related to Donald Trump, Donald Trump's son, Eric Trump is joining the Reawaken America tour. Mike Lindell, Simone Gold, Dr. Zelenko. Pretty much everybody that has been canceled is all there, and we're calling this the uncanceled tour. I'm telling you, folks, everybody's coming to these events. It's mask-free, socially distance-free. You can name your price. You can get your tickets at time2freeamerica.com. Clay, thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Now you're talking, kid. It's got to be funny, I think, controls. All right, let's go right to the lines because you've been holding. Thank you so much, Trish, Lake Geneva. Yeah, um, I'm just wondering, this whole spending debacle, it got shelved because, you know, it was dead on arrival and, you know, mansion this and cinema that. Well, I don't think it got shelved. Up the rear, well, it's, till next it's, year. Till next uh, year. All right, all right. We'll see. I think so. I think as of today. But anyway, so the thing they're really working on is the federalizing of elections, and they're naming it now um, after a man of color, supposed civil rights activist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if that goes, if, if that goes through, I mean that previous bill doesn't mean squat. Bingo. Right. Yes, and I got okay. I've got Blackburn. I'm going to play the clip when we get back. But you're exactly right. They're trying to nationalize elections because they don't like the idea that there are states that run honestly. They cannot win if they cannot resurrect the dead. Their real base are welfare roaches, dead people, and people who are not citizens. Sorry, that's just the way it is. And there's a push in New York so that you don't even have to be a citizen to vote. The ultimate stupidity. And, you know, that is the plan. And that's why the Marxist mafia has worked tirelessly to infiltrate the bureaucracies of this government to overthrow the free citizen. And you're right, it's working. The only piece that's keeping them is the voting system in some states. But, you know, at this point, you already rigged it. You already stole it. You don't think you can do it again? It's the same three scum states, same three scum Democrat hubs, strongholds. That's the problem, Trish. I agree with you, and there is no argument here. Howard in his car. Hi, Howard. Howard. Hi, Sean. Hi. 
uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. I and that. I just wanted to tell you about a sign that I saw. I, I think it was probably written by your first cousin once removed. Uh, my <laughs> wife and I were driving down to St. Louis. Yes. We were somewhere on I-55 between uh, Bloomington and Springfield, I think. And All off right. on the side, there was this sign that said, We're not in Chicago, fatso. I like it. You know, you don't, you know, you don't, you don't hear the the classic fatso. I think we should really bring it back. It's short, it's abrupt, it's not that insulting, and after all, it's very appropriate to virtually eighty percent of all sitting Democrat political whores and pimps. I like it. Thank you, Howard, and thank you for taking the time to call. I appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, I will say, in the other, in the rest of the country, those Democrat mafia states that openly rig the vote. The ones like New York that call for illegal aliens to vote. The fact that they don't want voter ID and the rest of it. You're a joke in well-run states. That's the real separation in this country. One that accepts failure, corruption, and they call it Democrat rule. And the other part of the country that will never accept it. That's where our hope lies. I'll discuss that and more when we get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Breaking news that I read to you earlier about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is because now, now a year after these idiots had people throw it into their body without ever studying it, now they've got some bald morphodite on there talking about how they are going to discuss an increase in blood clot cases like the J&J. Oh, you mean like the ones we've been talking about for a year, you idiot? How about in Europe, how the soccer players are dropping like flies? Oh, heart disease. Now you're naming it post-pandemic stress disorder. Instead of telling people, it's because you're experimenting on them and you don't know what the hell you're doing. You know, in the future, I predict, because you know I like to speculate. I predict that blood from people who never took the vaccine, that organs from people that never took the vaccine are at a premium. Are at an absolute premium. Because what they're going to find out is, if it's bad now, here, you're a year after you force this into everybody. Oh, and now we, oh, wait a minute now. It looks like this might not be good. What do you think it's going to look like in 10 years? See, because if it was really what they say it is, you know, the word, the V word, vaccine, it would be like all the other vaccines. It would work. And it would stay in your system for decades, decades, even tetanus, still 10 years. But this thing? Got a better chance of uh, walking around like Joe Biden, forgetting why your shoes are wet, asking your wife, who you think is your nurse, what time it is. And here, Fauci's got another message for you. Pickleface just let, just came out with this just about 30 minutes ago. Hang in there. This will end. We can get through even a winter surge by implementing the countermeasures that we have. Vaccinations, boosters, masking in indoor settings, being prudent in caring, for example, about where who 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 listens to him? Who gives a rip, pickle face? I swear I can't believe that this idiot is still in this position. It's it's unimaginable. Only in government 
Could someone be this incompetent, this wrong, this obviously fraudulent, and still have a job? Only, only government. He could not work at a McDonald's. He couldn't work anywhere. And now there's going to be a bunch of morphodites married to women with unpainted toenails, still insisting people put on masks, walking around their house with a mask, driving their Prius with a mask. Hey, moron, not only is he wrong, the CDC just said Johnson & Johnson is linked to blood clots. And if you put it in, eh, you should have put in the other two. What do they know about the other two? Not much more, but they know it's definitely not linked to blood clots. What about those kids who've lost their jobs? What about the teachers? Suing the government, suing the, the, the union, suing everybody. What about the police and the fire? What about the army? Anybody think of that? You know, rootin' tootin' Putin. You think he's, uh, he's, he's forcing his guys that are on the uh, border of the Ukraine? Make sure you got your vaccine. Before you invade and kill the Ukrainians, we'd like to have you vaccinated. What about Xi Jinping? The one who actually created it. Uh, granted, he was financed by Fauci and the American government, but still... It was his lab. They're not. They could face serious consequences, including being discharged. The vaccine deadline already passed for the Marines, the Navy, the Space Force and the Air Force. Monday, the Air Force announced it discharged 27 who refused to get vaccinated. NBC's Courtney Kuby on the Pentagon's push to get shots in arms. So as I hear this, I wonder if you're a veteran and you fought in the wars, even the one that Joe Biden lost and turned over a country to the Taliban. If you're a veteran and you're entitled to all your benefits, but yet the Army fires you, they throw you out because you didn't get your vaccine. Do you get the benefits? Anybody want to think about that? I mean, after all, we've got politicians that say your insurance shouldn't cover you unless you put the blood clot JJ in your arm. Or are we not calling it that? Are we still going to call it a vaccine? Yeah, it's a vaccine. Sure it is. And Fauci's a doctor. And Joe Biden is coherent. How many more nonsense lies you want to hear? Today is the deadline for all active duty U.S. Army soldiers to be vaccinated for COVID. Now, we don't have the final numbers for exactly how many U.S. troops may not have met today's deadline. But according to some preliminary numbers that we got from defense officials, somewhere in the neighborhood of 97 to 98 percent of all U.S. soldiers did get their COVID vaccine by today's deadline. Now, keep in mind, Shep, the entire U.S. Army is more than 480,000 soldiers. So two to three percent is still thousands of individuals. But of those remaining troops who didn't get the vaccine in time, about 1%, a little bit more than that, are actually in an exemption process. So there are several different ways that troops can be exempted from getting the vaccine. One is a medical waiver and a medical exemption, and the other is a religious one. No, 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 no. That's what you told the healthcare workers that you fired in New York. That's what you told the teachers that you've thrown out all over the country. That's what you've told a ton of people, and yet you double-crossed them. Because you want them all to be in your experiment. After all, that's the only way you can buy complacency when everybody realizes you rolled snake eyes. Isn't that right, dimwits? So who's, who's going to be in charge of the decisions and the lawsuits? Who's, who's, who's it going to go before? It's going to go before circuit court judges. Oh, but it is. And Joe Biden and his diapers and the rest of his Marxist mafia have been stuffing those positions with Marxist cohorts. Yes, they have. They absolutely have. They're going to get all kinds of cases during this atrocity. See, because in this nation, law is to be the good man, the honest man, the citizen. It is to be my shield. But instead, what the Marxist mafia wants is law to be their spear. So it couldn't fly if you had judges who understood what law was. 
but it does fly if you have social engineers in dresses. Yes, it does. So now, thankfully, there are still some Republicans, there are still some good people who want to question these rats. I'm sorry, nominees. And they want to make sure, gee, what exactly is your mission? As you take these offices, as you take this judgeship, what is your ideology? Where are you going to be on something like, let's say, voter ID laws, like numerous states that want to be run properly, that don't want illegals, don't want criminals, and they don't want dead people putting in Democrats? What is your stance on that? So Marsha Blackburn is talking to one of these nominees. Her name is Julie Rebecca Rubin. And she not only is part of the Marxist mafia, she looks like it, too. Another one of these transgendering, righteous Marxists. Uh, Ms. Rubin, Judge Rubin, let me come to you. Uh, Voter ID laws. In Tennessee, we have a voter ID law. And we have worked hard and have been successful as being a state that... See, because the state legislature, the state politicians, the ones that are closest to the people, they're the ones that are representing their wants, their needs, their traditions, and what they want them to do as politicians. So what the people of Tennessee, the people of Florida, with the people of Texas, with the people of 17 other states, the Dakotas and Nebraska and the rest, if you're going to vote here, I want to know who you are, that you actually live here. You didn't move here. You didn't drive here from some Marxist camp in the south side of Chicago after you got done on your second shift at the Chicago Defender Communist Paper. You didn't drive up to to Wisconsin and pull a lever, said you moved in that day like the rest of the scum that you are, that you want to lie, cheat, and steal. We like to make sure that only the people who should vote do vote. What do you think about that, Your Honor, Marxist rat? The state and local luck level we've reformed elections we've cleaned voter rolls we've required id to vote we've restored accountability but you've expressed opposition to voter ids and said that you were and i'm quoting you highly suspicious of the motivations behind those laws so what did you mean give me just a couple of seconds on that i can i can fill it in i'm going to let your letter talk but it's because they want to cheat That's what voter ballot harvesting is. That's what the Democrat mafia does. It cheats. It's been doing it since America was founded. That's right. When they supported slavery, they cheated. That's what they do. They make up votes. It's like Stalin. They don't care how the people votes. They care how it's counted. Thank you very much, Senator Blackburn. Um, I have served uh, for almost a decade as a circuit court trial judge in Baltimore City. Uh, And in that capacity, my North Star is what are the facts, what is the evidence, and what is the law that I apply to the case. I appreciate the question that you've asked. It does pertain to my participation on public radio to provide discourse on matters of legal public interest approximately a decade ago, in some instances longer than that. Um, any, Any discussion that I may have participated in on that program was in my capacity as a private citizen and as a private lawyer. So she was a communist. Not now. Once she puts on that robe, guess what? She believes in all the principles we do, in all the principles the people of Tennessee did, when they said, we'd like to know that the right people are voting. But before in the private, when she's being interviewed, when she's talking to her friends, then she's a communist, open and notorious. I didn't ask you about that. I, I have all of that information. And where it came from, I'm asking you specifically, what did you mean by using the term that voter ID laws 
were highly suspicious. And you're going to be working in a courthouse. And a courthouse requires an ID to enter that courthouse. So now, are you going to be highly suspicious of having to show that ID? When I go to my grandchildren's school, I have to show an ID. Are you highly suspicious of schools that require visitors to show an ID? If you want to go over on the House side and go see Speaker Pelosi or you want to go in the Capitol, you've got to show an ID. Are you highly suspicious of those? Thank you, Senator. I have not had a matter that's come before me involving the sort of facts that you've uh, explained. No, so you're not going to answer the question, you lying rat bastard. You're not going to answer it because you know what you're going to do when the case comes before you. You will side with the Marxist mafia. Yes, you will. That's how you got there. Otherwise, nobody would know Julie Rebecca Rubin. Nobody. But because you were either born in to the communist overtake of America, maybe you're a second generation like Pete Buttigieg, like Raskin. This is what's happening. Well, we're all worried about the COVID-19 Can I wear my mask? What does Fauci say? Uh Uh-oh, we're going to need another shot, a booster. This is what they're doing, and they're doing it by the hundreds. 312-642-5600. All right, not terrible. Still like it when Bunny picks it. 312-642-5600. Let's go to Jerry in the car. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Hello. Sean. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Yep. Can you hear me? I can. All right. Yeah, the, com- the comment I was going to make was that, you know, they keep coming up with all these different variants for this COVID-19, and I can almost assure you that they're going to keep coming up with more and more variations so that come the 2022 elections, they're going to be screaming, we have to have mail-in voting. It's too, it's too unsafe to go and be out in public. And there we go again, once again, with stealing the votes through the mail. I think that's why I have that level of disgust that I can never really shake, is that it's so clear and present and obvious as to exactly what happened. The idea that nobody wants to talk about it, move along, move along, move along. And the meantime is, you're exactly right. It's not only is it here, you, it, it's worse. We lost more people since the vaccines than we did prior to. It's worse. And yeah, now you've no, got if, the side effects if, if of we, the vaccines. Well, if we had my way, I would say let's go vote the way they do in the Middle East. You go in person and you get a big black thumbprint on your forehead so we know who voted and who didn't. I like it. We could do it on Ash Wednesday, two birds, one stone. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'd also like to vote on some of the bills. I really would. The idea that uh, we had a caller say that the, um, the bill was shelved. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that. We're dealing with people that they're not going to shelve this. They need it. This isn't a bill, a benign bill or a, or a theory. We've got some nuanced differences. This is a payoff scheme. The system only exists on the government's ability to fraud it. That's why no matter what the, the revenue of taxation that they bring in, it's never enough. They've got the system totally and completely corrupted. There is no capitalism anymore. There's no honesty anymore because the government has successfully used the excuse of the Fauci invested flu to seize the businesses and the private lives of Americans. That's just the fact. 
So now they've mimicked the velocity of money by pumping $11 trillion in his system. They don't know how to get it out. It certainly isn't the navel gazer Jerome Powell know-how. But Schumer had a message to his people. And when this gargoyle talks, pay attention. Now, Mr. President, on NDAA, Majority Leader, we're in I ask unanimous consent the quorum be dispensed with. Without objection. Oh, yeah. On NDAA, Congress, for the past six decades, Congress has worked on a bipartisan basis to pass an annual defense bill without fail. After today, this year will be no different. Later this morning, the Senate will hold a vote to pass NDAA legislation for fiscal year 2022. That has been negotiated on a bipartisan, bicameral basis. After it is approved by this chamber, the bill will go to the president's desk for his signature. With so many priorities to balance, I thank my colleagues for working hard over these last few months, both in committee and off the floor, to get NDAA done. I want to particularly recognize my colleague, Chairman Reed, for his work shepherding this important process through. Now, build back better. Update. Uh-huh. This week, Democrats also continue working on getting the Senate into a position where we can vote on the president's Build Back Better legislation. We're also continuing to hold conversations as Senate Democrats on the urgent work of advancing the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. There we go. There is universal view in our caucus that we need to pass legislation to protect our democracy. What the Republican legislatures are doing on a purely partisan basis is undermining, destroying our democracy. We believe that we can restore the Senate to work the way it's supposed to and at the same time deal with voting rights, and that's what we're aiming to do. Ballot harvesting. It's not voter rights, it's voter fraud. That's what you're good at. That's what keeps you in office. That's what got you the presidency. Fraud. Voter fraud. 81 million morons. Mark Wicker Park. You're so stupid, it's unbelievable. How come all of the people that on the right... That- Shut your mouth, you frickin' moron. Wicker Park scum. Go for a walk tonight in Lincoln Park, would you please? More police are headed to Lincoln Park. No, don't go to Lincoln Park. Stick in Wicker Park. See how you do among your Democrat scum. You stole it. You stole it. You cheat because you're a Democrat rat. You went to old people homes. You filled out the ballots. You stole voter rolls. You filled out the ballots. You're scum. Now stay in Wicker Park, Roach. 312-642-5600. Now you're talking. Here, NBC. Monthly child tax credits, a key to economic relief. See, it's welfare. And that's what the Democrat roaches live on. Welfare. Free health care, free education, free child daycare. And uh, let's not forget the welfare checks in case they have kids. These are the people that destroy everything they touch. They always have. It ends in absolute and total chaos, destruction. But the corruption, it's really good. New at 10, a security guard recovering after a thief used a stun gun on them. It happened around 6.30 tonight near Michigan and Superior. Police say two women stole items from one store and threatened employees with a stun gun. Didn't they hear about the child tax credits? Didn't they hear about the free daycare center? What the hell's going on here? I thought they were not to mention the health care. We've had Obamacare for 10 years. You're doing great. You're doing great. It's why the Magnificent Mile looks more like the sewage. 40% vacancy? That's if you count generously. It's destruction. I had a guy tell me, oh, you know, it's not a bad neighborhood. Yeah, it is. 
It's a bad neighborhood. Lincoln Park is the cherry, right? That's where everybody loves the Gold Coast, Lincoln Park, yada, yada, yada. More police are headed to Lincoln Park amid a spike in crime. Police say there have been 11 reported robberies and carjackings in that area since December 6th. Two happened last night. In an effort to deter the crime, police will be increasing bike patrols and unmarked squad patrols. 43rd no, 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 no. Mich- Pull them out. Pull the good police out. Pull them out. They didn't want them. Defund the police. Democrats, you voted Democrat, right? You don't want them. Pull the police out. Live among yourselves. Go ahead. That's the way it should be. You're going to love it. Can't wait till the welfare cheese runs out and the inflation kicks in. You're going to love it. Kira Elgin. Sean, I'm so glad you hung up on that idiot guy from Wicker Park. You think I could do anything worse to him than his neighborhood could do? Go for a walk tonight. I dare you. No. I'm sure he's uh, staying at home playing this video game. Sure he is. Sure he is. He's going to watch his wife with those cankles and those big toenail polished feet. And they're going to talk about how great it would be if only there was communism and everybody would get along. It would be peaceful and harmony and utopia because he's a moron. Chicago Democrat rat. The only reason he voted for Lori Lightfoot is her sexual proclivities. And he could care less that her law firm gives her a half a million a year, that all the aldermen are raking it in, all the programs are being stolen, kids live in squalor, and the city sucks. It's because of scum like that. So I say... Good luck with the, the uh, Wicker Park. Have a good time. Go ahead. Okay, Sean, um, I'm worried about the next four years, though, because now they have four years to come up with their plan to take the election. I was in Kenosha. I told the screener for the election knocking on doors the last election. I went to Kenosha because, of course, knocking on Illinois doors was a waste of my time. But I thought for sure hundreds and hundreds of people I talked to in Kenosha, of course I'm voting for Trump. Of course, I'm voting for Trump. The two people that said, no, I'm not voting for Trump, wanted the free stuff. And of course, I thought Wisconsin would win, and then it doesn't. So It's just the Democrat the mafia district. See, here's how it works. I got to have a friend of mine, all right? When we were kids, his father was a roach, welfare roach, used to make fun of his kid when he went to work, so the kid became a welfare roach. So he got hooked on the antidepressants. He's in a home now, 54 years old. He's in a home, but it's an old people's home. It's in a, he's in a convalescent he voted Democrat. Now, if you brought him in the room, he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. He makes Biden look like Socrates. He didn't vote. But if you look at his thing, he, he did vote. So that's how they got it. It's the registered voter rolls and the voter ballot harvesting. They're fracking cheaters. It's what they do. All they need are the voter rolls. And then you've got states where it's same-day voter registration. Mm, how's that work? It means on Election Day, they get 4,000 scum Marxist roaches. To go there and say, I live at 123 Main Street. Okay. And then they vote. Of course, that's how you got 81 million tabulations for this pathetic piece of dim-witted garbage in diapers. And now, in the meantime, i got to pretend he won. Yeah, he won. All right, thanks, Kerry. I appreciate it. He won. Everything's great. That's why I revoke my consent to be governed the next day. He's nothing to me. See, that's how this country really operates. It's an idea. And if you don't give your consent, these people mean nothing. Now, can they abuse you with their extortion fees called taxes? Yes, they can. But if you're a capitalist, then you just simply don't work or work to your needs. But don't give them five cents. Lose, but make sure the business loses money. Lock the door. Throw out everybody. Now I lose money every month. Less you can take from me, scum. Tony, Portage, Indiana. Hey, Sean. You're talking about the vaccine mandate. 
and about our uh, military people. I'm yep. torn with, with that mandate. I hate it. I think COVID is a big scam for them. But when I was in the service, I had no choice to be vaccinated for cholera, yellow fever, the plague, when I was shipped overseas. And that's why I'm torn with these. Because you're, uh, as a vet, you know that you're the government's property. They point, you go. You know that as a vet, right? That's what being a vet is. But the reality is you've got a government bureaucracy that put the soldiers at risk because they themselves were unable to think and reason. And now you've got a bunch of people in the military and in society that are told a year after you've been pumping something in their arms, oh, don't take that one. That one's got blood. What do you mean don't take it? I took it 12 months ago. Well, yeah, you should have taken the other one. Well, what about now? Well, if you feel a twitch, if your face goes numb, if you start calling your wife your brother's name, that's just a side effect. We're learning more, so keep us posted if you forget your car keys in the glove block, glove box. Okay, that's how this really works, because they're idiots and they're scum. And by the way, Fauci yeah. owns how much of J- Johnson & Johnson? You think he sold before this information broke? I say he did. I definitely know some of the, the, uh, the uh, cabinet members of these congressmen. I guarantee you they sold yesterday. I'd love to see that. Thank you, Tony. I agree with you. It's a shame, but that's why you think twice. And by the way, that's another thing. I would never allow my kids to join the military with this idiot. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever. Because this guy doesn't represent American principles. He's a saboteur, like all Democrats are. They hate America. You're going to let your kids go fight for this? Forget about it. You need your kids here. Get them out of there. Brian. Parts unknown. Hi, Brian. Hello. This is Brian. Yeah, this is Brian. Hey, Sean. Uh, first off, thanks. Uh, great show. Thanks for the voice of reason on the airway. Second, uh, ever since I told my son about the sign you had on your cigar shop, he said there's no reason to buy cigars anywhere else. <laughs> Please, and I don't want it to make third, money, but go question. ahead. Yes. Yeah, my question. Um, so you never hear anything about China, you know, what's going on with the pandemic there. And just curious if uh, my theory is, I wonder, since they created the virus, I wonder if they have a vaccine for it and they're not sharing it with the world. Would it surprise you? You're talking about communists. I mean, you see what the <laughs> communists you see what the communists do in your own country. We call them Democrats. You think the real deal communists are going to be honest with you? Their entire philosophy is a lie. You're dealing with liars. You never believe a word that comes out of their mouth. I completely agree with you. And I'll tell you another thing. Here, you see how the city and the state of Illinois, it's collapsing. So when you own a, a, a business, you have to fire, file quarterly reports. They're due on December 15th. Morning of December 15th, you get an email. Oh, Kwame Raul wants your quarterly. Really, Kwame? Why don't you pay attention to what's going on in the this, in this state, moron? Bothering businesses that somehow manage to stay in business with this fat slob governor shutting them down. Chris, East Chicago. Hey, brother. How you doing, Sean? Good. How are you, Chris? No, not bad. Uh, not first-time caller. Um, just want to tell you I appreciate everything you do for oh, everybody. I appreciate um, it. Question for you, main one. Um, where do you think this whole vaccine is is going, and what's the what's the end game? Where do, when do... 
when do we as the American people actually stand up and well you could stand up in many fashions there, you could stand well, up in many fashions I want you to, to take you know you're calling from East Chicago there are areas well, in this country that want to protect you as a citizen you are going to have to be uncomfortable and go to that area that's just the fact it's I hate to tell you that but I have to tell you the truth I mean I I, I only work in East Chicago I, I live over in Portage Indiana well, you're in a good I mean, state, and so, if they start to push it, then you oh, go yeah. over to Tennessee. Then you go over to Tennessee. If Tennessee starts to push it, you come down by me. You go to Texas. That's what you're going to have to do because the rest of the Marxist mafia is out to take away your personal freedoms, your choices, the property over your own body, and they cannot recognize their own failure and corruption. In fact, so they gotta, love that. So we got to make them – so we got to make it known to them, well, we'll, 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 we'll go somewhere else. Absolutely. And oh yeah. Look at me. Okay. Go on YouTube. Oh, Look at me. I'm like George oh, yeah. Hamilton. I love the tan. There's also <laughs> benefits. Thank you, brother, for calling. I gotta go to break. I went long. I'll be back. Craig, hang on, I'll get to you next. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. We had a caller call in. He wanted to know if I was kidding. This is serious. No. You go live among yourself, scum. Go take a ride in your Democrat sewer. Go ahead. You want to you want to be told how to how your kids should live. And by the way, if you do unfortunately live in the sewer and you want to protect your neighborhood, you know what's been happening, right? Like Bucktown and the rest of it. They get, these, they get their neighborhood watch organization together. And they try to keep out the scum that destroys the quality of life for everybody. So they, the couple of homeowners, homeowner association, they get together, the men in it. They walk around and make sure there's not carjacking, robbing rats, known as the Democrat base in it. So the little... Lori Lightfoot got wind of this. She wanted to put a stop to it. But the, the patrolling streets, responding to crime, that's the job of the Chicago Police Department, and they do it uh, effectively. Um, we're not going to start, because people can afford it, standing up a group of, um, well, I think I've said enough. It, 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 there's a slippery slope here, and I'm very concerned about that. See, that's why I like my neighborhood. We don't call the police. The guys who come there to do bad things, if they can... Managed to remember 911. They called the police. That's how it's supposed to be. Rob in Wicker Park. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Good. Hey, uh, no, you're dead on with that other guy from Wicker Park. I, I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of embarrassed here, but there's a ton of these snowflakes over here with, uh, you know, Antifa wannabes that got their Hillary stickers. But uh, yes. I, uh, I wanted to bring up that, uh, you know, why do we keep legitimizing the vaccine and by calling it a vaccine they changed because, the because of pseudo intellectual frauds like the one who called up and said he's got to be kidding see he likes calling it a vaccine even though it doesn't work even though the side effects are now reported a year later that we were talking about 11 months ago because it was funny then only the stupid people didn't believe it was a vaccine see i would have felt this way if trump would have won or not because that's the understanding we have of the objectivism of looking at fact fact it doesn't work fact it's caused more harm than any good they keep telling you you're, you're not as sick as you would be well how do, how, how do you know see but that's what right. they want to be told they want to be told lies and they want to be told they're smart after all how else could you take welfare how else could you want your school to be for free and your child to make you money because you're a scum and you want to be told you're a good person they call it a democrat even when they live in squalor corruption and a sewer we'll be back after this
streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. As you know, I believe the Cato Institute is extremely valuable. Randall O'Toole is a Cato Institute senior fellow, and he specializes in land use and transportation issues. He's written six books on the subject. Um, We now have an infrastructure bill that arguably is the largest we've had. I wanted to bring him on to discuss some of the uh, atrocities and I guess some of the pluses. Randall, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm fine. I'm glad to be here. So, Randall, I am... Are there any um, to the infrastructure bill? I'm, uh, I'm already upset about the money that's been already approved. I, we, we can get very upset and talk about the, uh, the reconciliation and the trillions to be wasted. But this trillions, with when it comes to um, the utopia dream of high-speed rail, I've heard about it for 30 years that I can think of. Does it ever really pan out the way it's sold? Well, not really. You know, it, it kind of works in a country where it has a really low rate of automobile ownership uh, because, you know, if you have to get on a clunky train, you might as well get on a faster clunky train. But now that we have this new invention that maybe a lot of people haven't heard of, it's called a Boeing 747 and <laughs> 737 jet aircraft. Uh, they go faster than the fastest high-speed trains. They go twice as fast. And they don't cost anywhere near as much. So high-speed trains kind of made sense 50 years ago before jets were common. Uh, In countries that had low rates of automobile ownership, they never made sense in the United States. uh, And they certainly don't make sense today. And they're really, uh, but they are a great political scam. They're a great political slush fund. In fact, it was in 2010 the Federal Railroad Administration gave the state of Illinois $1.39 billion dollars in 2010 when that was real money and uh this is something that every time we have a democrat administration they seem to really go into this is it strictly because their sons sit on the board of amtrak or is there another pay-to-play scheme here that i'm missing well i think that the the contractors who make a lot of money building these rail lines uh, make donations to the right politicians and that makes a difference and uh, there's just this broad coalition. You know, the environmentalists give uh, this patina of uh, altruism to uh, high-speed rail and light rail and stuff like that, even though, for the most part, these kinds of transportation actually do more environmental damage than good. Uh, they emit enormous amounts of greenhouse gases when you build them, and although they might save a little bit when you run them, it'll take decades for that savings to ever cover the construction emissions. So you have this coalition, uh, an anti-automobile coalition, and they're uh, trying to promote ideas other than automobiles. High-speed trains, the interesting thing is, you're right, that's a plus. It wasn't included in the infrastructure bill, and yet the funny thing is, you get President Biden up to talk about infrastructure, and the first thing he'll say is, oh, wouldn't it be great to have high-speed trains all over the country? Yes. Even yes. though it wasn't in the bill. Why and, wasn't it in the bill? 
Well, because, as you pointed out, they gave Illinois $1.3 billion. I think it was closer to $1.5 billion, and Illinois threw a bunch of its own money in. That was more than 10 years ago to run faster, more frequent trains between Chicago and St. Louis. Guess how much faster they are today than they were in 2009? Oh, I like guessing. Zero miles an hour. I would have lost. I would have said three um, because I have low Zero expectations. Zero miles an hour faster. There's another. And there's no another... more frequent either. They're just as infrequent as they were before. And, of course, hardly anybody's riding them because of the pandemic. So we spent all this money, and not just in Illinois, in Washington State. The only thing we got out of Washington State was the very first train to run over the high-speed rail line crashed and killed three people. They haven't dared run a train on that line since then. Um, of course, in California, they spent you know, $20 billion building high-speed rail in the least populated part of the state. Why did they build it there? Because one of the conditions of the federal grants was that the money should be spent in the districts of two, con- two Democratic congressmen that were facing close re-election campaigns. There's another golden goose that we have to contend with in this particular infrastructure. And this is this, this ridiculous notion that the electronic vehicles run on magic holes in the wall. And when you say do more damage to the earth, then they're good. When you were talking about rail, I couldn't help but think how many, um, the destruction, the level of destruction that will be caused from both the creation of, of electronic vehicles, the batteries that they need to, to run on, the economic devastation where these vehicles are 100,000 plus, the subsidies that go out, and then this new 500 charging stations with the fastest being a 30-minute charge. And I'm wondering, do you think the people who keep pushing for this understand the minutiae and the cost, not to mention the fact that the vehicles have a tendency to just kind of start on fire like a big lighter? Do you think any of this has been thought out? No, it obviously hasn't, because here's one fact that will blow your mind. All the automobiles in America use 130% more energy than all the electricity generated in America. So not only is most of our electricity generated by fossil fuels, to clean that up, it'll cost us hundreds of billions of dollars just to clean up the electricity we're using now. And then if we convert our automobile fleet to electric, we'll have to more than double all the electrical generation facilities which means essentially windmills, solar panels covering, uh, you know, every acre of land we can find, all kinds of stuff that's going to be really expensive, really unreliable, and yet is supposed to power not just our homes, our factories, but also all of our transportation. I don't think it's possible. Most of the data has been proven to be frauded when it comes to their, their predictions. They've been wrong for 70 years on global warming. Yet here we are in the, in, the, in the reality of failure, of wrong predictions, of wasted trillions already. How do you explain 50% of our country still believing that this somehow is functional and this somehow has any kind of rationale to it? I, I, I don't understand how people cannot look at results and reject failure. It is amazing to me, and it could only live... In a, in a world of, of make-believe and politics, it could not exist in the real world. None of these industries could exist on their own weight. Not the phony wind, not the solar, which has technology that is very based on you know 100 years ago, and not the fact that you are doing more damage to the earth 
in just the creation of the batteries and the rest of it. Why can we not reason with the Marxists, with the Democrats? Why can't we? Why can't they see the the, the failed predictions and the corruption in, say, the eco agenda, the Green New Deal? Why can't they see the fraud in it? Well, you and I remember 30 years ago when the Soviet Union fell, and at that time, record numbers of Americans were believing in the power of the marketplace and thought that government screwed everything up. And so the people who had strong faith in government and hated free markets looked around for some issues that they thought Americans would still support bigger government in. The two biggest issues that they could find were health care and the environment. And so the socialists essentially infiltrated the environmental movement. They infiltrated the healthcare movement. I was working for environmentalists at that time, and all these new people showed up and said, we'd like to help you. Well, where'd you come from? Well, we were in the labor movement before. And then they drummed everybody out of the movement who didn't support their big government agendas. And so they became the environmental movement, these loud people who insisted the only way to solve environmental problems was to make government bigger, and they glommed on to climate change because there was a strong free market environmental movement at the time, and it had found solutions to almost every problem, but it's pretty hard to find a free market solution to climate change. So they picked climate change just because that was something that they could say we had to have government bigger. And so today, here we are 30 years later, there are people who don't even remember when the Soviet Union fell. They've been raised to believe that the environment is precious and is totally threatened and we need to take all kinds of action and the only way to do it is through big government. They think government is their friend. You know, if they go down to the DMV, they complain about the hard time they have there, but they still think government is their friend and they don't learn from the lessons that you and I have learned that Government always wastes money, uh, and it ends up accomplishing often the exact opposite of what it claims it's going to accomplish. And the irony here is that I view myself as somebody who loves the environment. I have all, always um, um, promoted nature and, and, and recognized America is only 6% developed. I am one of these people. When you say this to a Democrat, they don't believe it. They can't believe it. When you, In your book, you wrote a book on forestry services, on reforming the forestry services. When you see the fires that have happened due to specific policies and the, the uh, uh, California professor who was setting the fires, when you see that there were simple measures that could have been taken to prevent some of these fires, and then as you watch the coverage, you realize the fire is actually a weapon of the politician in the agenda of what I call the eco-Nazi or the green energy movement. Do you think that there are people out there that realize through strict or through, through really just simple management of our environment, everything would be better, and it doesn't take this agenda of trillions of dollars and bureaucracies and, and uh, climate cults and the rest of it? Well, as it happens, I have a degree in forestry, and I spent 20 years working on forest issues. Uh, I always said my goal was to save the environment without big government. And when I look at the fire issue, I think I've found uh, some things that are a little different from from the way you put it. Um, Fire is something that's going to happen. I live out here in the West. I live in Oregon. I live in the fire plain. I live 500 feet away from a national forest. We had fires threaten us last year on all sides of our home. Um, 
But it's not because we didn't do something that prevented those fires, that could have prevented those fires from happening. Those fires have always happened. As far as we can go back in, in the soil records, looking at tree rings and things like that, we can look at fires and see that fires have always happened in the West. About one-half to one percent of the West burns each year. And we need to, instead of follow the people who say, pick my big government solution and we'll stop these fires. That's not going to work. That's the way the Forest Service has operated for more than 100 years. We need to say, okay, we live in a fire plane. If we live in a flood plane, we have to learn to live with it. We have to build our houses in such a way that they won't be destroyed by a flood. If we live in a fire plane, we have to learn to live with it. We have to learn to build our and landscape our houses in such a way that they won't be destroyed by fires. We can do that. Uh, but if, if somebody is out there saying, oh, just follow my big government solution, and uh, we won't have any fires, and people aren't going to take the steps necessary to protect their homes, and uh, we'll still have houses burned down each year. In fact, throughout history... I like um, to say that the Forest Service needs to have a sustained yields of houses burn every year so that Congress keeps giving it unlimited funds for fire issues. The reality is that one of the things I remember reading years ago is that um, forest fires were something that was actually, in the long run, sometimes good. It was that man insisted on uh, living among those areas that you speak of, and they didn't take the right procedures or precautions. Is that Has that been lost in the argument that you've seen in today's society? Well, that that's true to a degree, but there are some forests that, before people got here, burned regularly and frequently, and the forest adapted to that. And if you stop the fires, then you quickly build up the conditions to create catastrophic fires. Those forests are mainly in the south. You know, they're mainly southeast of you, down in Georgia and Mississippi and Alabama and Florida and places like that. Out here in the west, the forests are different. Most of these forests in the west, they might have an occasional catastrophic fire, but it's not because of a buildup of fuels, either because you had fire suppression or because uh, you weren't treating the land right or whatever. It's because it just got really dry. Last year, uh, September Labor Day 2020, um, we had really dry conditions, and there were some little fires scattered around Oregon, and then a 60-mile-an-hour windstorm blew up, and within a a few hours, hundreds of thousands of acres burned. There was one fire that burned something like three acres per second. The fire was moving so fast. There was nothing that anybody could have done to prevent that fire. All that people could have done would have been to treat their personal property so that their houses would be safe from it. And some of them did. And if you go driving through those areas, you'll see houses burned to the ground with uh, chimneys still standing. And right next door, houses totally left untouched, uh, you know, surrounded by green lawns, and it was just because of the way people treated their houses. So that's what we need to do is encourage people to make their houses, the term is fire-wise or uh, defensible, and uh, we don't need to worry about what happens on the rest of the lands. Randall, you've gone through the infrastructure bill. You've been going through them for years. This particular one seems extremely, uh, this is just the spending is unbelievable to me. Do you think in the long run, is there any positive thing in this bill you can say, uh, keeping in mind, you know, when I think about infrastructure, I realize how, how many times we're taxed to maintain 
and how much of our states and our municipalities and the rest of it waste the money. But when you look at this bill, is there any benefit to the bill, or is it simply just something we're going to have to tolerate and hopefully overcome? Um, I I would say it's something we're going to have to tolerate and overcome. <laughs> um, now, you understand this is two bills. About half the money is ordinary spending that, that Congress has always done. It's gas tax revenues that Congress has dedicated to roads, and then starting in 1982, they started dedicating some of it to transit, too. And transit just got sucked into spending more and more money since it was free money to them. They didn't have to have anybody actually ride transit to get this money. So transit costs have just gotten outrageously high. Roads are still pretty efficiently run. So that's half the money in the bill. The other half of the money is totally new money. It's money that basically that they conjured up. You know, it's deficit spending. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, didn't come from gas taxes or any other kind of taxes. And it's like $69 billion to Amtrak and $40 billion to transit. Well, why? Amtrak carries less than one-tenth of one percent of all passenger travel and no freight. Urban transit carries less than one percent of all passenger travel and no freight. And yet together they got as much money as all the highways that carry 85% of passenger travel and 40% of our freight. So uh, all I can say is that the bill lasts five years, and we have to hope that at the end of that five-year period, we have a true fiscal conservative in the White House and enough fiscal conservatives in Congress that the next bill won't be even worse than this one. Because what has happened is these bills last five years, and every five years they come up with a bill that was worse than the last one. I nominate Randall O'Toole. Right now, you're, you're the pick of the litter. I want you in charge because you know how they've been stealing from us. I so appreciate you coming on. I love you at the Cato Institute, and I look forward to your next book. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. We'll take all your calls and comments when we get back. I wanted to say to Mr. O'Toole, it does make sense why the son, the most corrupt senator, in America, sat on the board of Amtrak. I mean, it's just such obvious, open, and notorious corruption. It's like Haiti. I was just uh, watching on NBC News. After two months, the missionaries that were down there to help the poor people in Haiti that had been kidnapped by the gangs that apparently the government can't seem to get a handle on. Two months, they were bribed and extorted and blackmailed. They just let the people go. And you think about how difficult it must be for just these organizations like Food for the Poor to operate in a hellhole sewer like Haiti. Turns out that uh, over the last 39 years, they've been able to deliver 207 million meals to children and their families. $17 billion in aid. None of it possible if it weren't for good people like you. Food for the Poor has shipped over 128 containers. Shipped with more than just food, but also supplies. Food remains their greatest need. To see the videos, to donate, you can go to foodforthepoor.com. You can also donate an amount of any amount at 844-862-4673. But remember, $37 feeds one child for six months, 185 You can feed five children for six months. You know, these organizations, um, we, we've had the pleasure of speaking to some of the directors here. <clears throat> and you, you see a story that the missionaries were in kept, uh, were held hostage for two months. 
And you realize that these people are going to be out, and then their their main mission is going to be to go back and help again because they're just a special kind of person. If you want to become a business benefactor, you get a tax-deductible gift of $2,500 to Food for the Poor, and this station will give you 41-minute commercials to air Monday through Friday, 5 in the morning to 8 in the evening. It's the best deal in Chicago radio, AM560. Plus, you will be providing life-saving food to over 65 children at the same time. To become a business benefactor partner, call Anjanette Natowski, 847-472-8951. I promise I will take all of your calls. Do I have to? Is it already five? To, it's the fastest show on radio. I'll take all your calls when we get back after Tom Beck in the News. JT, remind me, we're going to have to talk about this uh, Adam Schiff, the Federalist. January 6th hearing, doctoring text messages. I'm, I'm thinking about that because on the Drudge Report, I have it up. They're talking about they want um, text messages, search warrant for Alec Baldwin. I, I, I think we should be uh, asking all of these Congress birthing persons and non-birthing persons who are involved in this January 6th thing. I would like to see all their text messages, too. I really would. Even the ones that Adam Schiff didn't doctor. I think that'd be very interesting. Dan Marshall, Wisconsin. Hi, Dan. Hello, Sean. Yes. Hey, hey, uh, I'm a big nature lover, too, and, and I got a story here. About four or five years ago, my wife and kids and I were up in uh, Canada in Banff and Jasper National Park. Park. Spectacular up there. Yeah. Anyway, they, they had a forest fire going on when we were up there, and I was talking to one of the rangers and asking what, what they did with them. And, and they said nothing, that they just keep an eye on them. And if it, if, it, if it was a natural cause fire, they just keep an eye on them and let them burn. And and I'm, I'm thinking, boy, that sounds really different than what we do. And I, I was just wondering, I don't know, I, I, you know, do we ever talk to these people and find out what they, what they do to keep these things? I, I mean, they, they well, didn't seem all, to have a problem with it burning. You know what I mean? Well, there's, there's. I mean, I, I, I remember when we first, when I first got the show, we had to deal with the fires that were going on in California, and um, there was a Montana forestry expert who had said that it is actually the greatest thing that the forests need it, but they controlled. They believed in controlled burns, which is a little different. They manage their forests to do that, and they found the benefits in the forest through nature taking the material from the fire and actually repopulating different areas with new trees and very variety of different things. So I think that there are people that are very serious about it, that have looked in it for hundreds of years, and there are some states that operate uh, their forests completely different than California. So what I, you know, when we were talking to him, he's in Oregon, the professor. Um, I think okay. it's important to also realize that the forests that are always, or the fires that are always in California, California took a very different approach. They pretty much didn't manage it. They wanted it to be untouched by man. And then you had the sociology professor who went around with his Zippo and burned over 30,000 acres and blamed it on global warming. So there's all, let's, the one thing we should never do is take any advice from California or any other Marxist Democrat. That's what we shouldn't do. So maybe we should work on what we should do. But thank you, Dan, and it is beautiful up there. I love it. Uh, let's go to the lines. Uh, Craig, Mount Greenwood, how you doing? Hey, good, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, you're, you're a wizard with words, man. I'll tell you. Oh. When I, I, 
Really? We had a guy <laughs> call. He thought my show was a parody show because he was a very happy Chicago Democrat living in the sewer, thinking it's normal that you're under over on a weekend is 50 for shootings and recognizing that you can't go out of your house without uh, prepared to be carjacked. You got your carjack wallet on you. <laughs> you got the gift of gift. Hey, here's what you called about. I've got this CMV negative blood where um, basically the, my system doesn't hold the vaccines. So I don't have antibodies in my blood. I just, anyways, I can tell you more about that. But here's the deal. I went to give blood. I went to give blood. I give blood all the time. I use it for like a little infants and everything because there's no antibodies in there. They won't get sick from my blood. It's like I never get been vaccinated. But I asked these people at the, at the blood place, I says, if I got vaccinated, would that basically, would my blood still be able to be used for those babies? Would it, would it, would it mess up this blood? And they couldn't answer it, and they went and got the top person. Oh, they're all scratching their head. They couldn't answer it. I'll tell you what. I'll bet you that this thing here, this, vac- this so-called vaccine, I bet you it's going to destroy the uh, blood system, the uh, donations and stuff. When, when a person that doesn't have a problem, they're going to get blood that's got this crap in there, and it's going to uh-huh. make them sick. Have they done any studies right. on the babies and their speech patterns after they are given your blood? Has there been any studies done on this? I don't think so, but, it, right. but hey, you know what the funny thing is? Hey, you want to hear something? Yeah. So because my body just, okay, so uh, you give me a vaccine or something like that, a regular one, and Uh I either through my kidneys or liver or something like that, it just sheds it, and I don't have it. And so what happens is is when uh, I come in contact with something, I just have to, my body makes the whatever thing. There's a 15 to 20% of the population that has CMV negative blood. It's a it's a it's a crazy thing. But I think that this here vaccine called vaccine will take an will basically mess mess that all up. Huh? I think you should watch ancient, ancient Aliens, and you may be a direct descendant. And then I think you should patent your speech pattern and sue the babies that start talking like you in the next 20 years. Thank you very much, Craig from Mount Greenwood. I love it. I appreciate it. I need a little cleansing breath, though. We have a very serious show. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, Blow the whistle until someone else stops you. All right. I promise when I get back, I'll take all your calls. 312-642-5600. So the big news with Tom Beck is that now the abortion pill will be given through the mail. Who pays for all that? That drinks are on the house welfare system, and then we pay, and you could... I mean, society is just full of real, real scoundrels. They all seem to be part of the Democrat base, however. Democrat senator who blocked China forced labor bill received $60,000 from Nike executives. That's called a bribe payoff. Uh, And and, and does anybody want to guess? who he is or what party. He's Ron Whedon, Democrat, Oregon. Here you go, Ron. Hey, hey, thanks for the vote. Here's a little walking around cheese. Here's a little cash for you. All right, but here's the thing. Misty, I like to end a little bit. Let's have a little fun. Misty found the clip. Now, she's convinced, you know, I was quite the cad when I was young. She's convinced that this may or may not be related to somebody related to me. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. Every time I come here, my order gets messed up. Then stop coming. 
Make my day. Every time you come here, your order's messed up. Sounds like you're making the mistake. Look inward. You're ordering the wrong... I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? Manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? The website said it was in stock. And what do your eyes say? Sometimes it's wrong. The website also has pictures of employees smiling. You see that? You should go yell at your computer instead of me. It'll get you the same result. Nothing. So we need a little laugh for every once in a while. After all, if you focus on who's exactly in charge, who exactly is running things, and the kind of stupid things you're saying, they're saying, you're going to be... Um, our Department of Public Health, in conjunction with um, many other partners, Rush Hospital being one of them, um, does extensive um, genomic uh, surveillance. Um, we're looking at the data that's coming in um, from testing, from hospitals, from doctors, um, and we're also uh, doing testage of, of sewage. Um, to detect what's out there generally. but who, who in the city of Chicago is testing the sewage? I mean, that, is that the sewer department? Is that streets and sands? Who exactly is testing the sewage? And how do you come to a conclusion from testing the sewage? I don't know. Frenchie, Westchester. Oh, hello, Sean. How are you? Splendid. How are you? Great, great. Hey, um, you know... I'd like to make a comment about these libs absolutely loving animal suffering. You know, first we had the bale suffering, and now it's Fauci. Fauci you're talking about mangles. where Fauci, where, where, they, where he invested or he funded a company that cut yes. up the tongues of the little beagles so that they could exactly. have they could have the, the bugs eat their faces, and I still don't know what they right. were trying to discover. But uh, we call that the Mangala Pet uh, uh, Center. I mean, it's it's diabolical, and it's the year twenty twenty one. Terrible. Yeah, but do me. And now it's monkeys. But the main thing I'm calling about is wind turbines. Oh. You know, I want everyone to know when they look at these wind farms that birds are being sucked in, including the majestic symbol of American freedom, the American eagle. It is some poor schlub's job to go underneath every wind turbine every couple months and pick up these birds that are just yeah. carcasses. And if that doesn't aggravate you, it? well, if that doesn't it aggravate you, what should aggravate you, Frenchie, is that they cost $3.1 million. They break even after 21 years. They have a life expectancy of 20 years. That's aggravating, too. Birds are one thing. Money's another. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.